Myself, I have preached in the Holy. And it's have left. left. Praise God. I'm not like before. It's better. But there is a secret in the word of God on how to become holy. Praise God. So talking about the need of something is one thing, and talking about how to achieve that thing or attain it is another thing. What I want to do tonight is to help you to be able to live a holy life in this. And he's our destiny. Verse 7 says, For he that is dead is free from sin. 
So we now understand that death is a requirement to obtain freedom from sin. But now we know that your old man dies. What happens next? Galatians chapter 2 verse 24 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. For the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. He said he was crucified and he was dead. He never lives in There is another death. The second level of death is continuous death. That one is the death which is a lifestyle. Apostle Paul made a very strong statement. He said that I died daily. Meaning that it is not something that happens once and it's over. It's something that is continuous. That death is not the death of the old man. I want to explain to you where the level of that death operates. Your flesh does not get born again. Your spirit does. What happens now is there are two kinds of lives. There is the life of God and there is also the life of the flesh. Animals don't have spirits but they have life. Men have spirits and men have life. Those are two different kinds of lives. The life that our body operates under is the life of the animals. Do you know why? Because even when you fell in the garden of Eden, you still lived. So it was not only sponsored by the life of God in your spirit, but it was sponsored by the life of the flesh, which is what animals to have. So when you get born again, your spirit gets born again, but your flesh doesn't get born again. So what happens? Your flesh before was used by the former owner. He's called the old man. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 says, God of concerning the old man, the former conversations of the flesh. So the old man had interactions that he was using the flesh to communicate and carry out his merchandise. When a man becomes born again and the old man dies, the new man comes alive. The life of the flesh is not cheap. Because if the life of the flesh is killed, your flesh will cease to exist. I know that your spirit is connected to your flesh. I understand that if your spirit lives, your flesh dies. I know what I'm talking about. Your flesh is still like that of an is like that of animals. So what happens is that since the former man had been using the flesh to carry out his businesses. When the new man came alive, he saw that the flesh had already been 
things. Your nervous system is part of your flesh, it's not part of your spirit. When your nervous system became used to sex, your eyes became used to sex, even though the spirit came in an inconceivable. So no matter what you are trying to do in the spirit, your flesh does not want to allow it because its former owner had created. So there is the need for you to deal the flesh again according to your man. So what happens is, since the new man has arrived, the Bible says that for the flesh must against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh must not contrary one to another. They are, the flesh does not listen to the spirit just like that. Paul says the things I want to do, I don't find myself doing it. The things I want to do. Why do we keep calling the name of pastors as for us? We are still preachers. I think that you are accepted. See the pastors, pastors do this, pastors do this. Check yourself to them. The pastor level does not deliver you. There are even some things that are living in your flesh that you don't know. They are just resting and waiting for the right time to emerge. Praise God. That's why you don't even know that you are jealous. Unless you find yourself in that situation, you know this one again. So I could envy my sister. Praise God. What does it mean to deny yourself? To 
To deny yourself means to starve yourself. How can you deny yourself and it's the same you that is carrying the cross following? It's not. What it means is that you begin to deny yourself of those things that will stop the carrying of cross crosses. Because carrying the cross is not nice. There are some of us who have bad habits that we have been trying to stop. Listen, you must learn how to die in the flesh. The presence of your life. That you see it like that, you are looking at it, then you deny yourself. You have a problem with pornography. And you are browsing and you just get there and you just keep once. You must learn how to deny yourself. If you give everything to yourself, you cannot, you cannot carry the cross. This world is sweet. This world is sweet, I'm telling you. It says the things that are in this world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. My friend. Things are sweet, but you must learn how to deny yourself. Anything you start for too long, you will kill it. Stay and say you know it again. Even if you are fasting in the name of the Lord, you will die. This is the name of the Lord. You are praying while you are starving, or you are refusing yourself to do holy fasting. And you know where the death will take place? Not in your spirit, in the flesh. So anything you start flesh, kills flesh. You must begin to deny yourself. The guy has money. The guy stands on her seven parts. You now just circumcise the whole issue and say, hey, he go for church. He goes to church. He is very good. But the actual question that was asked was that, is he born again? He said, no, he goes to church. I like when they say, because they say that, no, he goes to church. No matter how nice, don't baptize him with something else. You have to deny yourself what is love of God. The second thing you need to do to be able to tame the flesh is to sacrifice it. Sacrifices are not sweet. They are not sweet. Present your bodies unto God as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to Him, which is your reasonable service. When you start living a life of sacrifice, it presents in your body, it does not see your spirit, your body to God. And I hope you know who presents it. Because your body cannot present your body. When it says you present your body, you are talking about your spirit to present your body. When we say you deny your flesh, we are not talking about your flesh. We are saying you as a spirit, you deny your flesh. 
And when you begin to do that, the flesh begins to die to its desires because it has been presented to God. Even when Jesus was about to be sacrificed for our sins, when he was sacrificed for our sins, he died. And at times I always wonder how Jesus would speak. He carried the cross, he died. What will be our outcome? Do you know that by the time Jesus Christ finished his fasting, he was not even. And that was that was really the time that let's not be the one this. Let's just go to the next. Let's go to the book of Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7 will introduce us into the next thing. So you have to learn how to die to your flesh. It's very important. Your flesh was already programmed or to live in a particular way that you need to have control over. Knowing not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, and I hope you know the law, right? How that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband, so long as he lives. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband lives, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from, the, from that law. So that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also have become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should become married to another, even to him who raised, who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Praise God. We'll just move straight to the second. Freedom from sin by the experience of grace as a part of it. See, let me tell you. No matter who you are, you need grace to succeed in this grace. No matter who you are. I just read the scripture here, it talks about a marriage. But the amazing thing about this marriage is that you are the husband and you are the wife at the same time. So it says that you are married to you. But the only way that you can really be free to remarry is when the other husband dies. So you must ensure that he's dead. That's why I read this picture before, before I get there next time. And the former husband, he says that it is the old man as you read. 
they created us to live for the person that raised him. Or live for him that is raised from the dead, that is Jesus. Live for him. So you must understand that the life of holiness is a marriage. He says that it is a separation from sin so that you can remarry and be free from sin to experience holiness. What is grace? 
is the ability of God in man's inability. It's the strength of God in man's weakness. It is favor when you don't merit. It is enabling you to operate at a supernatural level when you are so natural. That is grace. Experiencing a life which is not normal. The Bible talks about the lawful use of the law. The person that uses the law, let the person use it lawfully. When you read the book of First Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 to 11. So there is a way to use the laws of God lawfully and to use the laws of God unlawfully. Can I tell you something? The law of or the law is not just the 12 commandments or 10 commandments. The law is beyond that. God will speak something and say, ah now, this is the law of the disorder. This is the law of the sea of this is the law of I can read them to you now. Let me see. Chapter 13. And many others. So how does a man use the law of God lawfully to experience a life of purity? See, I am telling you about the pathway. I'm not telling you about the need. You know the need. I'm telling you how. The lawful use of the law. Galatians chapter 3, verse 19 to 27. Please, uh, Inspector, can you read? So that we can see something. Galatians chapter 3, verse 19. Galatians 3, verse 19. Yes. Wherefore then severed the law, it was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Please, can you read it? Wherefore then severed the law, it was added because of transgressions. Yes, so the law was given because of sin, right? Yes. Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. So the law was given until the seed should come. Okay. So there is a time frame given to the law. And the operation. And it was ordained by the hands, by angels in the hand of a mediator. Yes. Now the mediator is not the mediator of one, but God is one. Yes. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. Yes. For if they had been a law given which could have given life, very righteousness should have been by the law. Yes, we should have preferred the law for righteousness. We should have been, we should have depended on any other thing. Yes. But the scripture has completed all under sin. The scripture. Now it's talking about the law. When they're talking about scripture, there is not talking about scripture like anything scripture. It's talking about that law they are talking about. Let us be in context. That's why we are the best that the promise of faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. So the law had put everyone on that seat, so that the promise which Christ has to give might be revealed. So without the law, the promise cannot be revealed. Yes. But before faith came, 
we were kept under the law, shut up under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. So before faith ever came, we were under the law. Meaning that faith is the higher level. If faith comes and you remain under the law, you will not experience the victory of faith. Mm -hmm. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. So the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Yes? That we might be justified by faith. Mm -hmm. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. After faith has come, we are no longer under our schoolmaster. Who was our schoolmaster? The law. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Thank you. The Bible makes us, makes us understand that the law was given as a schoolmaster. And the law made sure that we had no access to the life of faith. And we were shut under the law unto faith. But the Bible says when faith came, the ministry of the schoolmaster was ended. Romans chapter 10 verse 4, it says, For Christ is the end of the law to everyone who believes. And he said that it might be of faith, that it might be of grace. It is of faith, that it might be of grace. And he says, you are no longer under the law, but you are under grace. So sin cannot have dominion over you. So a faith work is a grace work. Working by faith, you are automatically empowered by grace to experience victory over sin. James said that if you keep all of the commandments and you offend in one, you are guilty of all. So if you want to claim the law, make sure you keep all. But if you know you cannot keep all, this, we are. And it is the pathway of grace on the platform of faith. The Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. Have you ever read that before? It says the flesh must against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. But contrary one to another. It says the walk in the spirit and you shall not satisfy the desires of the flesh. Walking by faith is walking by the Spirit. And if you walk in the Spirit, you will not satisfy the desires of the flesh. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Yes, or no? For the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from this. He says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sin, which eventually ends in death, is a law. But there is another law called the law of the spirit of life. And walking in the spirit automatically places you in the realm of operating in that law, which is the law of life. It is the law of life, but it is the law of 
the spirit of life. So the spirit of life has a law. And only that law can defy the law of sin and death. Only that law.
Jesus being a scripture. So we have said that the Lord brought us all of us under sin. Another, the second law we use of the law is that the law is summed up in our hearts in the form of love. So the first love we use of the law is to bring you to Christ. After that happens, after that happens the second thing, the minute by a walk of faith, by a life of faith, please God. A life of faith was called a life of trust. So the second thing is that the law of God is summed up in our hearts as law. When you read Romans chapter 8, that's Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 13, verse 8 to 10. Romans chapter 13, verse 8 to 10, yes. Oh, no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covert. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this same name, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love walketh not into his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Praise, praise God. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Because love is the total soul of the law. So if you want to experience an abolition of the law, you must experience the law work. The Bible makes us to understand in the book of Galatians uh, chapter 5, who is it? Uh, chapter 4. Chapter 5 is 6, sorry. It makes us to understand that for faith, walking by love. Remember that faith came to deliver us from the former superstar. And faith works by love. And what is love? Love is the sum of the whole law. And by the time you live in love, it says you have fulfilled the law. We should not call the name sin when there is no law. Sin is there because there is a law. If there were no principles, then there should be nothing to break. But faith, what faith does is that it delivers, it delivers us from the realms of from the realm of those principles. And when a man begins to live by love, the Bible says, for the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. When a man begins to experience the life of love, Automatically, he has fulfilled the whole law, but his vision was not going after the whole law to fulfill it. Nobody will effectively love according to Romans chapter 13, verse 1 to 8. And do all of those things that love is saying that you do not love. You will not love an enemy. You will not love a steal. You will not love a gospel. But the life of love keeps you in a life of purity. Praise God.
let's just take one more scripture and we end here today. First Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the Lord. The sting of death is and the strength of sin is the law. So what the law does is that it strengthens what will sting you to death. So the law does not favor a man. The law favors what is against the man. Because again, 
we are used to it. So when you do it, and even when they are preaching it, it's normal to you. My friend, there are consequences to sin. Despite the coming of Jesus, you will die. I'll show you. First may God help us. Can you just rise for that? And Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of grace. And you have to understand that you are also a son. And the question I'll ask you tonight, which spirit declared you? Which spirit declared you a son? Is it the same spirit of holiness? Then why is it that we are not seeing the evidence like it is in the life of Jesus? Like we Just like you to make this your prayer. Father, I receive the empowerment of your grace to live out of sin. Faith is not only to receive things from God, it's a lie. It's very important to receive from God by faith. Many a times you only understand the medicine you receive a car, and it's by faith. You receive a baby and it's by faith. You receive success and it's by faith. What about holiness? I've, I've shown you today that living a life of holiness, you will never succeed. Go and try. Come next year because next year. You will never succeed without a life of faith. The reason why you are not experiencing that life to that level is because you are not got the revelation that it rides on the wings of faith. So don't only apply faith in other things, also apply it now. In living a life of purity. And sin will no longer have dominion over you because you are not under the law when you are under grace. And right now we are being revealed unto this. Father, give me that grace that makes me to have dominion over sin. That I might represent you more effectively. Living for the name, you require the spirit of it. Father, give me grace. Give me grace. Give me grace. The reason why you keep on doing that thing when you said I will no longer do it is because you were making those decisions without empowerment. Where the decisions were no, very good. Then what was the source of empowerment? Grace and faith is a workable thing for purity. Father, I receive grace. I receive grace to live a life of holiness. I cannot represent your name without a life of purity. What name are you representing? What name? What name? Without your holiness, you can really represent Jesus. You think you can live for the name? Father, give me grace to experience the life of purity.
That's why Bible said you are a, you were a worker of iniquity because in your heart it was like a motion. Father, deliver us. Give us that grace which keeps us in dominion. It is your word, it is not our word. Give us that grace. If your word is true of which it is, give us that grace that keeps us in dominion of us. That we may adequately and fully represent the In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Because we know we have received. We know we have grown in grace tonight. We know we have dominion over sin now. We know sin shall no longer have dominion over us. The word of the Lord entered into me and set me upon my feet. We know we have a fresh dominion over sin. In all of us. We are coming after you. It is over. It is over. It is over. We will fully represent you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.